Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. So first off, I guess I'd better start this show by apologizing to you guys for not having a show last week. I was going to have a guest on last week and then they canceled. And uh, honestly, the the news cycle was so crazy, I, I couldn't really figure out what to cover, which is the trouble on some of these podcasts or really any medium that you're working with in terms of uh, content creation and political commentary. Uh, Nevertheless, I have a show for you uh, today. It's Wednesday. And I'm going to be covering three 
big topics that have come up recently. And uh, by the way, welcome to the Whitfield Report and uh, all that jazz. You know who I am, Sam Whitfield. You can follow me on Twitter at SamW underscore NDC, hashtag WA Podcast. You can follow me at Sam Whitfield on Gab.ai. And uh, you can go to my website at thesamwhitfield.com. All of those links, of course, are on the uh, homepage for the podcast. So if you want to go check those out, uh, be my guest. All of the other stuff you can check out on social media. So let's just uh, dive right into it. There are a couple of topics that I do want to discuss on this podcast. Just uh, a mano a mano between you, the listener, wherever you're at uh, in the past, present, future hour, and me, the host. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the Harvey Weinstein thing, although I will cover it a little bit, but uh, at this point, me chiming in would just be overkill. Uh, yes, Harvey Weinstein is a horrible, horrible guy. Uh, what he did in terms of uh, masturbating in front of women uh, clearly is not appropriate, so I'm not saying anything that has already been said in terms of Harvey Weinstein. But the angle that I do want to cover with this, and the one thing that has really kind of been gnawing at me, is that people, at least the media, is kind of treating this like it's a groundbreaking new thing. That Harvey Weinstein uh, being a sexual molester uh, is some you know big news in Hollywood and I, I suppose if you're in that industry it is but I think for the rest of us in America a lot of us kind of already suspected that something like this was going to come out. Maybe not about Harvey Weinstein specifically, although, uh, you know, to be quite honest, I'm not really surprised that it's, that he was, uh, named as a sexual molester. That, that really doesn't surprise me at all. He just always kind of had that vibe to me anyway. But anyway, as I was saying, what really gets to me is how people are treating this like it's, you know, earth-shattering news. The whole idea of pedophilia and, and sexual molestation in Hollywood um, in general. That's how the new media, that's how the news media is generally portraying this, like it's some, you know, big first-time thing with Harvey Weinstein. Uh, But in reality, folks, we've been hearing about pedophilia in Hollywood for, oh gosh, the last 80 years. I mean, we've been hearing about it going back to the days of uh, 
uh, Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. Sorry, I had a brain fart there for a sec. But, uh, yeah, we've been hearing about this for since the days of Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. And, and not that I'm a huge uh, fan of hers or anything like that. I like The Wizard of Oz. But I'm, I do study film and pop culture, and so inevitably Judy Garland's life does come up at some point or another. And in some of the uh, interviews I have seen of her and from a lot of the things that I've read about her, it's pretty clear to me that she was uh, molested as a child and uh, I, I think she was like 13 or 14 when she did Wizard of Oz although uh, don't quote me on that because I don't have that right in front of me but anyway she was a child star at that point in her life and there were rumors uh, going on for a long time that she was molested on that set and there were some other things said about uh, Shirley Temple uh, that basically all of the children back in the 30s and 40s, all, all of the child stars, um, might have been diddled at some point or, or another. And uh, we've progressively heard the same thing from... Uh, Oh, I, I, I can't, um, I can't remember his name. Well, I, well, I think, uh, I think I heard something about McCoy, uh, Culkin for sure. The kid from, uh, Home Alone. I've, I've heard, uh, his name, but there was one, uh, movie star, there was one child act, actor in particular, uh, back during the 80s, whose name I'm blanking on now, as it turns out. But, uh, he did an interview about how he was sexually molested by, um, older men and producers in Hollywood. Um, shoot, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll remember his name immediately after this, uh, podcast is done and uploaded, and then I'll get uh, bugged about it but uh, that's how this thing always goes um, and then uh, you know there were rumors of uh, Sean Young the uh, the female lead in the original Blade Runner the reason why she never had a, another successful uh, hit film after Blade Runner was because she said no to a Hollywood producer's sexual advances so those are just a few of the examples I you know could think of off the top of my head and so the question that I pose to you and to really people just in general is why is this such a you know big earth-shattering uh, news story we've known about we've known about stuff like this for a while in Hollywood it seems and uh Honestly, it's it's just not big of a surprise to me. 
but um, who knows that's just the way these things go sometimes um, really there's not much else I can say on that specific given given topic other than good I'm glad that these pedophilia rings are finally getting exposed and finally uh, hopefully coming down that's all I can say on this matter so um, obviously I think more names will come out and um, not much else I can say on that topic Alright, so with the Hollywood pedophilia thing out of the way, I do want to discuss a more relevant topic and one that a lot of you have been asking me about for the past couple of days and for me to weigh in, and that is the Boy Scouts of America are now allowing girls to join the Cub Scout program, and eventually these girls that are in the scouting program, the Boy Scout program, will be allowed to continue on um, to the Boy Scout program and pursue the rank of Eagle Scout if they wish. Now, I did a little research on this proposed um well, I, I guess it's no longer proposed. It's official. But I, I did some research on this uh, change from the Boy Scouts. And I looked up on the Boy Scout website. And I'll, I'll link to this in the show notes so that you guys can read for yourself if you wish. But there are a few really odd things about this decision, kind of how it was formed, or really uh, lack of information on how it was formed, rather. But according to the Boy Scouts of America, they decided to change this rule, A, because I, according to them, they were getting requests from uh, families who wanted their girls to be able to join the troop. That was uh, one, that's one claim that they're making. And then the other claim by the Boy Scouts of America that I've heard is that they feel that the uh, Boy Scouts of America, the leadership aspect of the program and the skills that you learn with leadership are so good that they want to teach those same skills and have that same type of program uh, for the girls as well. So that's the rundown of what the Boy Scouts are claiming on the website. And uh, I, I kind of like to, to weigh in because there are a few things that really have made me scratch my head about this. 
the first of the of these things that is kind of inconsistent with what I know to be true is girls asking to join the Boy Scout troop. Um, I've never really heard of any girl asking for uh, their parents to sign them up for the Boy Scout troop. Um, at least when I, when I was in Scouts, and I, I'm an Eagle Scout, by the way, I'm the 127th Eagle Scout in my troop, and uh, during my entire tenure in the Boy Scouts, I never once heard a girl say, uh, gee, you know, I'd, I'd like to sign up for Boy Scouts uh, with my brother. That just, I never heard that happen. Um, doesn't mean that there were a few cases and other troops where that didn't happen, uh, but for the most part, I doubt that was really the case. Moreover, though, this notion that there's no other program like the Boy Scouts um, is, or depending on how you look at it, was true. Uh, the Boy Scouts was certainly unique. I don't think it really is anymore. Uh, but there is a unique program for girls that's uh, you know similar to the Boy Scouts, and that's obviously the Girl Scouts. And uh, to my knowledge, they pretty much teach a lot of the same leadership skills um, in Boy Scouts. They're just aimed... You know, at a targeted demographic of young women and developing um, girls into young women, and I I see nothing wrong with that. Which uh, leads me to ask ultimately why this decision was made. There had to to be more of a rationale than just. They wanted to, and they wanted to give the girls access to leadership programs in scouting, because, like I said, the the Girl Scouts of America already exists for young girls, and so what exactly is it that the Boy Scouts would provide to girls that the Girl Scouts can already provide for girls themselves. So on the surface, that's my question. Just taking their statement um, as is. Now, I believe personally, and I know a lot of people feel the same way, that this was politically motivated from the left and from the feminist uh, movement and from some of these other social justice uh, warrior iterations in politics. For years, the Boy Scouts have been under assault from the left uh, on a multitude of things. Now, some of these 
things that the Boy Scouts have been ridiculed for uh, have been just in the past, but a lot of them have been ridiculous. The only th the only change that was proposed to the Boy Scouts that I really agree with is allowing uh, gay is allowing openly gay Boy Scouts to attain the rank of Eagle. And, um, this was an issue about five or six years ago uh, where the Boy Scouts used to have a rule where um, if it was found out that you were gay and you were a Life Scout um, hoping to attain Eagle and it was found out that you were gay or homosexual same thing you would not be allowed to pass on to the rank of Eagle and uh, this was amended and ultimately gotten changed about four years ago now five years ago I want to say and I uh, and I do agree with that because while I'm not personally gay myself and why I and while I don't necessarily agree with it for me personally, um, I don't think that gay Boy Scouts should be uh, penalized for being gay. If they put in the same amount of uh, time and effort on earning their merit badges and working on their Eagle Scout project, then I have no problem with them attaining the rank of Eagle. Then there was the whole controversy of them allowing gay adult men to be Scoutmasters. And this one, I, I was and still kind of am slightly more ambiguous about. Um, I don't I don't like the idea of... Um, it's not that I don't like the idea of openly gay Scoutmasters being around boys. I don't like the idea that them being openly gay... is really an issue when it comes to Scoutmasters leading, if that makes sense. And uh, if a Scoutmaster, you know, were to say to a couple boys that, he, you know, he's, he's openly gay and, you know, makes a big deal out of it, uh, that would cause me a little concern as a parent, at least, if I had, you know, kids. Uh, just because I, I think sexuality, for uh, younger boys at least, I, I think that's a little bit of a weird subject to bring up uh, early on in life. But again, um, at the end of the day, I suppose I don't really have that big of a problem with it, you know, just so long as uh, the Scoutmasters aren't doing any you know, quote-unquote velvet rope activities and, you know, molesting the kids. Uh, you know, which could be the same thing for supposedly straight males. Um, 
but again, that's more of a pedophilia thing. So at the end of the day, I don't really have a problem with, you know, gay scoutmasters or gay boy scouts themselves. Whatever. Uh, no big deal. However, with the girls now being allowed to join the Boy Scouts, I feel as if this is another uh, move by the by the third wave feminist movement to really co-opt one of the last things that boys and men have all to themselves and make it about them. You know, because the Boy Scouts in their eyes are, are a symbol of the patriarchy and of oppression. Quote, unquote. So... My guess is is that like a lot of these complaints were uh, you know made about the Boy Scouts and about girls not being able to join by these third wave feminists who let's face it they have an agenda to change everything anyway and to commandeer everything uh, and basically take away everything that men uh, have to themselves in the name of uh, gender equality, quote-unquote. And again, I don't understand why the Girl Scouts, I mean, why girls necessarily need need to join Boy Scouts. Again, this is a case of girls already have Girl Scouts. In fact, I was just reading an article... Uh, from ABC News, which I'll also link in the show notes, that long story short, the Girl Scouts themselves aren't even happy with the decision. And they make the ultimate point, which I think, you know, is smart on this, which is that boys and girls develop differently. And, uh, You know, for many uh, for many kids of of both genders, it serves them well to have programs that serve the needs of their individual genders. So, if you're a boy, it works out best that you're in a boys' program that can really focus on honing your males skills and um, developing you as a as a man likewise if you're a female there's nothing wrong with having uh, individualized attention for young women to develop into fully mature women for themselves and so again I don't really understand why the Boy Scouts needed to be made gender neutral, which again, for me, makes this politically motivated. The feminist left wants to 
you know, take away the Boy Scouts, one of the last sacred, you know, men's groups, away from the men and commandeer it for themselves in the name of quote-unquote gender equality. Now, there's another thing I just looked up on the Boy Scout website. Apparently, the Boy Scouts are saying that this policy would allow for individual troops to make the decision whether or not they wanted to be a male-only troop or a co-ed troop depending on what the individual troops want. And uh, in theory, this makes sense. But I see a huge problem in the future. And again, I'm not one to really make big predictions, but uh, I do see a problem in the near future where individual Boy Scout troops throughout the country might say something like, you know, what we've been a boy-led troop, an exclusive boys' troop for, you know, 25, 30 years, you know, some some of them have been around longer. And so we'd like to stay a boy-only troop. And I could totally see a feminist or a feminist mom complaining that that Boy Scout troop is being sexist and they could then potentially try and drag that individual Boy Scout troop into a lawsuit of some kind saying that the that, that individual troop is being discriminatory of their daughter despite the uh, new addendum from the Boy Scout National Council and a lot of these Boy Scout troops in in fact I would say about 99.9% of them are all funded out of pocket by middle class families and you know by middle middle class dads and so financially a lot of these troops would not be able to uh, sustain costs of a lawsuit if one of these feminists were to sue an individual troop Also, a lot of Boy Scout troops, my old one included, meet at elementary schools, public schools, either elementary or middle schools, uh, during the week. So the schools may now require that the individual Boy Scout troops allow women to join their troops. Otherwise, sorry, you lose your meeting space, even though you've been here for several years. Sorry, 
That's the unfortunate scenario I see going on here, folks. And believe it or not, it's, it's, I mean, with all the crazy gender neutral LGBT bathroom laws and all of, all of that sense, things have gotten so extreme that I, that I honestly wouldn't be surprised or I should say I honestly won't be surprised when a lot of these quote unquote girls who are just active acting as feminists for political um, gains complain about, about the Boy Scouts. It's ludicrous. So, in my humble opinion, and I'm going to write an open letter to the Boy Scouts, I believe that the Boy Scouts should revoke this change and they should make a boys-only organization again. There are plenty of other organizations out there for girls to join. As I said earlier, they have the Girl Scouts that they can join and participate in, in a lot of the same activities. And if if you roll on if you roll on code group uh, where where boys and girls can hone their skills and go camping. Uh, as COD groups, there are plenty of camping groups and camping clubs that are all part of the public school system and part of the college system too. So if if co-ed is really the concern for some of these people, if that's a legit thing, uh, don't join the Boy Scouts or don't, don't join the Boy Scouts. Just join your school's camping club or whatever the group name may be. It's not that hard, folks. It's pretty easy. So that's just my little rant on that. And... Uh, we will almost be done with the show, but I do want to cover one more topic in this show. And that topic is Richard Spencer's speech at Florida University coming up on Thursday. So, tomorrow. I first heard about this uh, story on Monday night from uh, Jeffrey Daniel Rojo on uh, Facebook. I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that uh, name correct. If not, I apologize to you, uh, Jeff. Uh, thanks for the, ar the article. Anyway, Governor Rick Scott has declared a state of emergency for uh, Thursday. Because uh, white nationalist Richard Spencer is speaking on the University of Florida campus in Gainesville on Thursday. This is from 
the hill. And um, there, there's some controversy here. A lot of conservatives, even though they don't like Richard Spencer, and again, I've said this numerous times, uh, Richard Spencer is a sick, sick individual, and, uh, you know, I, I disavowed him after Charlottesville. I disavowed him before Charlottesville, actually, and I've written a couple of art columns on American Watchmen uh, disavowing him and really explaining how he does not represent conservatism. But either way, he's speaking at uh, Florida. He's speaking at the University of Florida in Gainesville. And Governor Rick Scott has decided to declare a state of emergency. Now, the argument from, from some free speech uh, advocates on both sides of the aisle, from what I've heard and from what I've seen, on Facebook and other forums is that it's absurd to declare a state of emergency over uh, Richard Spencer's speech. And uh, Daniel and I actually got into a debate about this on Tuesday afternoon. So, yesterday. And the argument is that, is that Richard Spencer's appearance does not constitute to a state of emergency and for the most part I I would say I would agree except for the part that as we've seen in Charlottesville South Carolina Spencer who is a noted neo-Nazi and white nationalist admittedly Charlottesville, ladies and gentlemen, there there was massive violence there, uh, to the point where a one where a woman uh, even was killed, murdered, if if you re, if you remember, and so in lieu of this, I think Governor Scott has made a wise decision to declare a state of emergency and allocate people into place should Antifa show up or should some of the neo-Nazis show up and decide to uh, you know try and burn things to the ground as Antifa has done with uh, Berkeley as they tried to do in Charlottesville and then the neo-Nazis got violent and I mean folks we all saw just, you know, two, three short months ago how bad things got in Charlottesville. And so I think Governor Scott is right to declare a state of emergency. And uh, this was, the way I see it, it's a preventative measure. And I applaud applaud Governor Scott for doing so. 
So a few of you wanted me to make my opinions known on that, and uh, there it is. I know some of you will disagree with me. Feel free to come on and uh, debate me or or uh, tweet me on Twitter if you uh, disagree with me on this topic or any of the other ones. And uh, that's basically all of our topics for today's show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry if it was a bit rambling. Uh, this is one of our off-the-cuff episodes, as you saw in the title. And uh, off-the-cuff episodes are... Episodes where I really don't have a planned script, I just kind of add a lib, and uh, usually I'm a little more organized with the podcast, but I just decided to kind of add a lib uh, for this episode. Nevertheless, though, I, I appreciate you listening, and if you like the show, you can subscribe on iTunes. Please give us a five-star rating. We are also now available on the Google Play Podcasts store for you Android users, and we're also available on Stitcher Web Radio for those of you who use Stitcher. And uh, we actually are looking at trying to get on Spotify as well because they have they have a podcast section now too but we're still waiting to hear back from the people over at Spotify on that at any rate right ladies and gentlemen I want to thank you so much for listening please don't forget to go to thissandwichfield.com for everything Related to the podcast, where you can read my blog, and uh, also that that website has a link to my Amazon page, where you can get my short stories and nonfiction uh, short pieces that I've published to Amazon. So go check my official website at thesamwhitfield.com out as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I want want to thank you so much for listening in the past, present, future, wherever you are. God bless, God save this great nation, and have a great day wherever you are. God bless.